Hello. How you doing? I've been away, haven't I? I know. Two days without a podcast. It's not usual for me. It's been a bit busy. I don't really know why. I don't really have much to show for it. <laughs> but it is episode 39. Oh, almost at 40. And it is the 9th of the 2nd, 2020. How's your weekend been? All right? Oh, Sunday. The thing about Sunday, you can sort of enjoy the morning, right? You wake up, maybe you're hungover, go and get some food, right? And then by the evening, you're like, oh, God, back to work, right? Ugh. <laughs> I'll tell you what. So I was very excited this morning. Um, my friends told me that this cafe had just opened nearby and did great coffee, great food, but there's also a dog. Yeah, cafe dog. And I was like, I've got to go to that. So I went this morning, walking through the wind. <laughs> uh, so I was wearing my cap as I was walking to the shop, right? And obviously Storm, you know, Keith, whatever it is today, um, was blowing everywhere. It was some Wizard of Oz shit. And I, so I was walking, it was early in the morning. I couldn't sleep. So I went for a walk, went to the shop. So I was walking to the shop with my baseball cap on, right? And the shopkeeper was stood by the door, right? I think having a smoke or something. And as I walked towards him, my hat just went <laughs> all the way down the street. And I just, <laughs> I was walking to the shop and then I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> chasing my hat down the street and it was a gift from my sister and I was like oh no and it was blowing into the road and just about got it and I had to like I just felt very embarrassed so I just kept laughing and the really stern shopkeeper was not impressed <laughs> um, some morning Sunday slapstick so anyway this cafe went there right went in great coffee What's in a glass, which I find a bit tricky, right? It's too hot. There's a reason they made handles, okay? But it was nice coffee, right? Um, and they had a sort of vegetable, vegan, roasted vegetable sandwich thing. Although it was just toast. It's a sandwich, right? Vegetables, one, like, one slice of bread. Ugh, it's just, it's not a sandwich, is it? It's toast. <laughs> anyway, it was really nice. But then, oh, tell you what, oh, they had a vegan chocolate cake. Oh, oh, it was fudgy. Oh, soft sponge. Oh, but there was no dog. No dog. The old bait and switch. I felt cheated, right? Great cafe, good food, good price. But where's the dog? That's what I wanted. I wanted to read my book. Have a coffee, have a little dog. Be like, hello, I'm a dog, can I have your food? I'll tell you what, there was this um, bar, restaurant I used to go to a lot. It was really great. It did like vegan fast food. But I felt really bad because there was these dogs that belonged to the owner. And they would just stand, they were little dogs, I can't even remember what breed, but they would just stand looking at everyone going like, well, where's our food? <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's horrible. They just must think, 
their owners are just feeding all these random people they've never seen and they can't have any of it. Oh, heartbreaking. I was thinking about comedy and how sometimes people complain that some people take jokes seriously or whatever. And I think it's because, and I finally realised this, we don't have clown costumes anymore. Yeah, right? Because if someone's dressed with like massive pants and giant pockets, right, with a nose and a load of makeup on, it's impossible not to be like, well, that's obviously a joke. <laughs> I finally get it. I mean, it doesn't help that, you know, it, it ruined it. Ruined the clowns. I remember being a kid and going to the video shop and just saw a poster for it in the window. And that, that was enough. I didn't see it. Didn't have to see it. Terrified me forever. <laughs> but I used to get it mixed up with that um, Bill Murray film where he used to dress up as a clown and rob a bank. What was it called? I can't remember. I'll work it out. But yeah, I used to be like, I want to see it because I thought it was the Bill Murray bank film. <laughs> and my parents would be like, uh, no, not watching that. Bill Murray's in it. Uh, Tim Curry? Is that what you mean? Oh, the bank film. So, had a great night last night. Saw my good friend's house for the first time, their flat. So we played this game. And something I learned about myself is I live in a fantasy world in my head so much that if there's a chance to, to role play, I mean in board games, right? <laughs> I, I go a bit nuts. And we were playing this game, very good game. And it was called Deception Murder in Hong Kong. Kong, right? It's a bit like Cleo Basically, a group of people, you get these cards, and one person is the murderer, the rest are investigators, right? You've all got clues and murder weapons, little cards, and the sort of game master has these little cards that give you little details that connect to the clues, and you have to guess who the murderer is, right? And I, uh, I, I took it a bit too seriously. I got way in to the cop thing. <laughs> I kept asking all my friends, have you ever picked your feet in Poughkeepsie? And they'd be like, what? You picked your feet in Poughkeepsie, didn't you? And they were like, no. You sat on the bed, you took off your shoes, and you picked your feet, didn't you? <laughs> they were like, what? Then we got the reference, um, which is just a French connection. I remember reading, um, I don't know, some comment section or something. People were like, oh, how come they never explain about Poughkeepsie. Why is he asking him that? Basically, it's a trick Gene Hackman did where he basically bamboozles them and they get into this sense of discomfort where they're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And it makes them say what, what they actually did, right? <laughs> Turns out, I thought I did it. And I was like, oh, they're suspicious, right? And I was like, it's definitely them. Turns out they weren't the murderer. They looked nervous because their friend, Khalees, was stood very close to them, talking some weird gibberish, <laughs> intimidating them with some line from the 70s. Um, <laughs> I apologised. And the drunker I got, oh, the more it happened. 
I was like, I'm going to crack this case. <laughs> uh, so now I know. I understand if you don't invite me to your party, okay? <laughs> I was thinking today, with all the elections going on, Labour Party and uh, in the US, and we all want someone to believe in, don't we? Someone we think is going to make a change. And I realised it's because, so then we don't have to do it, right? <laughs> That's what I do. I'm like, I want someone who's going to change things so I don't have to be responsible. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like, I'll vote for you, and then I can carry on scratching my ass and watching Countdown, right? And then you can go and change the world. And then we're surprised. We don't do selfish things. Oh, you're just a career politician. Oh, I hope you're going to be selfless so I could be selfish. But you're being selfish too. That makes, ah, oh, I might have to actually go and do something myself. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it? I want to believe in you so I can, you know, Star Trek's on. <laughs> it's got some new Pringles. Yeah. Spicy barbecue. So I was thinking about, you ever noticed how we make one person become, represent a millions? And I don't mean in elections. I mean, so you see something on Twitter, right? And someone posts something, I don't know, something weird like, oh, Dogs should be vegan or something, I don't know. And then you read that one tweet and you're like, all these people are saying dogs should be vegan. And then everyone's like, oh, it's outrageous. All these snowflakes, millions of them saying a dog should be vegan. And it's like one bloke. And I think that happens a lot. Or it's like that whole right-wing thing where people, you know, I don't know, Daily Express posts something like, this woman has 2,000 kids and they're all on benefits and they've all been speaking foreign languages, even though they're English, right? And they've had to put them up in a spaceship because it's the only place big enough to fit them all. It's all coming out of our taxes, right? They do those articles and then it was like, all oh, these people are on benefits based on this one misleading article. But yeah, I hear people do it all the time. I've done it with like family members who are like, all oh, these people are coming over here. All these people, all these kids are having kids now. All these teens are having kids just to get a house. Okay, who? Well, I've seen it in the papers. Okay, what's the, what's the statistics? Well, I don't know. <laughs> they always do that. I always ask people that. Whenever someone says this big thing like, they're all doing this now. Oh, cool. What's the source for this? Uh, what, uh, uh, Daily Mail Online. Oh, okay. Which article? What was the stats? I can't remember. <laughs> I just read the headline and got angry. <laughs> Do you ever think we might be overusing the word Nazi, right? I mean, when people go, oh, Joe, he's a coffee Nazi. Because... You know, he only likes some coffee, <laughs> right? I feel like it's diluting the word so much so now. But when someone goes, oh, that guy's a Nazi, right? I'm like, oh, they mean he's a fashion Nazi, you know? He only likes wearing black or something. And then, you know, only likes, doesn't like turtlenecks. He has his opinion. And then you find out, oh, no, 
they were actually um, throwing bricks through uh, a Greek guy's window. <laughs> and you're like, well, I would have done something about it, but if you overused the word so much, I thought you just meant they really like cheese or something. They don't like Edam. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, people say, oh, he's a Nazi, when they just mean arsehole. You know, and uh, I feel like reserve that word for arsehole just so we know where all the real Nazis are, right? <laughs> oh, the Oscars are happening, aren't they? Oh, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who cares? <laughs> I find it weird because every industry has an awards show, right? That National Air Conditioning Awards is probably a thing, right? Everything. People make briefcases, the 2020 Briefcase Awards, with Michael Portillo as our after-dinner speaker. They all have them. It's just Oscars is the only one that's ever, like, televised. But it's the same thing. It's just like, oh, well done. You've won the best film. Oh, she deserved it, right? I tell you what, half the time, because I know people, right, who are members of these academies. They don't watch all of the films. They get sent them all, but they don't watch them all. No. They go, oh, I watched these two. Excuse me, I really like this film, so I'm going to put this down for all of the awards. And for the rest, I'll choose my friends or one I've heard is good. <laughs> like, there'll be a film that's like, oh, I don't want to watch it, but apparently it's very good. Oh, I'll just put that down, right? And then for the costumes, they go, they go for the ones where there's obvious costumes, right? It could be like a really smart, like contemporary films, right? It could be, you know, with great costumes, but they'll just give it to the one where they're just wearing big old dresses and shit. That's it. Oh, we'll give you the award because those dresses are old. That must have been hard to find. <laughs> I don't know what will win. 1917 will win something. Maybe Martin Scorsese will win Best Director or something. Irishman will probably win something, but not the main one, I'm guessing. Um, maybe, I think Judge Rabbit will win like a screenplay award. That's what they usually do when something's a bit weirder. Um, Joker will win something. I don't think they'd be bold enough to give it Best Picture. Um... Possibly Little Women might win something, actually. Um, but yeah, I reckon 1917 might win Best Film, which is why they did it on the one shot. So people would go, oh, that's very hard. <laughs> it was in one shot. That must have been hard to make it look like one shot. Oh, we'll give it to that. Also, it's got British actors in it, so it must be good. <laughs> that's the reasoning for most of these things. It's so where the fucking King's Speech one. Oh, fuck that movie. I just... Oh, there's just so many more interesting aspects of World War II to look at. I'm really not bothered about how difficult it was for the King to announce a war <laughs> with a speech impediment. And then it was like, oh, well done. You were able to declare war. Good for you. <laughs> um... Yeah. See, I'm not really into the Oscars. I don't really care about it. However, historically, 
it has sort of been good in terms of making people remember certain films, right? Like Kramer versus Kramer. It's a film that possibly would have been forgotten had it not been an award winner. So, you know, I think in some ways it can be good. I think it's good when it elevates a smaller film or a newer filmmaker. I think when it's like when Braveheart won, it's just sort of like, why? (laughs) I can't believe that film won. There's quite a lot of films like that, though. You look back on, you go, really? Um, Like Crash, which is like white people trying to handle racism, from what I remember. Um, Oh, I like this film because it's about racism, but it's about white people. So where we can relate to it. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, there's been a lot of guff. That's one. Um, I think I should know in something because of who's involved and maybe one of the actors will win. Um, um, I think Tarantino will probably win best bits taken from other movies. Um, (laughs) Best collection of scenes put together in a boring order um, (laughs) with lots of navel-gazing and uh, some very weird um, violence toward women. I'll win award for that. Um, (laughs) A comment will really piss off certain people. Some people, they really don't like you criticising Quentin Tarantino. They don't. I don't know why, you know. Maybe it's fellow foot fetishists. They're like, he's really brought foot fetishism to the forefront. (laughs) He should have directed Fifty Shades of Grey. Wasn't that great? Like, there would be, uh, um, like, the S&M would just be actual, it would be like snuff stuff. Or it would just be, like, um, a man shoving his foot in a woman's mouth. It's just, stop it. You can stop it now. I was reading an interview um, with an actress who was in uh, Once a Time in Hollywood. And uh, apparently she really didn't want to get her feet out. And they were all like, no, you've got to get your feet out. Put it on the dashboard of the car. It was Margaret Qualley. I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah, they basically just forced her to. And there's no reason for her to put her feet on the dash in that scene. It's purely because it gives Tarantino a boner. Such a creepy man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get your feet out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get them out. Yeah, yeah. Gotta do some more coke. <laughs> I think I mainly, I don't mind him, but because so many people love and adore him religiously, that's what makes me take the piss out of them. It's It's the people who are really against any bad word said about him that make me go, oh, I want to say a bad word about him. About him. <laughs> also, it just seems like an arse. Um, I was reading about, um, I think it was an interview for Inglorious Bastards, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like people saying, like, the ending where I kill Hitler is because, you know, it's meant to be like a fantasy sort of action movie version, right? But it's not just that. It's that, if my characters existed, right, this is what would have happened, right? The same with Once a Time in Hollywood. He's basically saying, if his characters existed, 
everything will be perfect because he's perfect and so are his characters. Oh, God. <laughs> um, the only middle-aged man still making films from a 15-year-old boy's perspective. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you're annoyed, right, you're like, oh, don't say that about Quentin. You're the reason I'm saying these things, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right, I'm going to leave this here because it's getting late and I want to watch the rest of uh, the Michael Caine film, The Fourth Protocol. <laughs> it's good old sort of uh, entertaining enough but not very good, you don't mind falling asleep film. I've watched it in bits in between napping. So I'm going to go finish that. Um, I think, what will win the Oscars? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to recommend a best picture Oscar winner, just to the top of my head. Uh, American in Paris. That's a good film. It will cheer you up. It's very fun. Uh, it's basically what um, La La Land was trying to be. Um, but it's better. <laughs> um, so watch that. Okay. I will hopefully be more regular this week. I'm in the podcast, not because I'm on the prunes. Um, oh, why are you doing that joke, Khalees? It wasn't needed. I'm sorry. I am. Or am I? I don't know. Right. Well. Oh, that Bill Murray film, We're Just As Up As A Clown, Ross Banks. It's called Quick Change. Um, I haven't seen it, literally, since I was a kid. Um... I remember it being great, but I don't know if it still is. But I would recommend that because um, most people have forgotten about it. It's got 82% of Rotten Tomatoes, so it might actually be good, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. But I'm going to watch it and let's find out. But if not, it might be a forgotten gem. Okay. Don't let the Oscars grind you down, all right? If your favourite film doesn't win, right, doesn't matter. It's fine. Just means um, whatever film did win, they took all the members to see Cher or something, right? <laughs> they bribed them. That's what happens. They spend loads of money, basically. I mean, they do all the posters and stuff in Variety and Hollywood Reporter. And then they also just be like, we're going to a screening of 1917 or... Jojo Rabbit or Marriage Story or any of those things and um, every member who comes along gets a bar of gold but only one and another bar of gold when you voted <laughs> so anyway I found with that for anyone who's staying up to watch it and uh, I'll be back alright so don't let the bastards grind it down let's do this again sometime